0: Happy Father's Day out there, however you plan on celebrating or not celebrating. And I have a couple of morning announcements or afternoon announcements or evening announcements, depending on when you're listening to this pod. I'm excited to share with you. I am working with Playa Largo Resort and Spa in Key Largo to put together a wellness weekend, the weekend of September 15th through the 18th and i would love for you to be a part of this amazing event there are weekend packages available that include tickets to all the speakers workshops and classes on top of day passes so if you're looking to come to the south florida area and get your little vacation on come bring it if you are in the south florida area and you just want a day pass it join us the property is stunning and i'm so excited for the group of speakers, instructors, teachers, and vendors that are going to be a part of this event. There's a link in the show notes if you're interested in learning more. And in addition to that, in the show notes, there's also an opportunity for you to snag your purpose PDF. And I want to share that this PDF, I've gotten so many amazing responses from you who are listening and people on the gram, how interesting and incredibly impactful it was to see things from a different perspective. So if you're interested in diving in a little bit into why you're here and what you're intended to do energetically in this lifetime, snag that in the show notes. Now, without further ado, I have a beautiful yoga student turned sister, or actually maybe she's always been a sister, she's always been a sister, and popped into one of my classes and the relationship has just been so beautifully evolving throughout that time and connected to her sisters and all the things and it's been so beautiful to see and be a part of and She is sharing how she has adopted the ability to create art and how that art has been a form of creative process and healing and meditative. And her artwork is so beautiful. I purchased a bunch for my girlfriends um, for Christmas one year and everybody was like, oh my gosh, these are so beautiful. So... I cannot wait for you to hear her story and hopefully awaken and inspire you and your creative nature that we all have within, right? It's just like, how are we going to use that creative energy and in what capacity and what medium? So I'm excited for you to listen and get inspired by Tanya. She is a beautiful, beautiful soul sister. And yes, let's get right on into it. Hello and welcome to the Woo Woo Woman podcast. Today I have a very, very special guest, Miss Tanya Abreu, a meditation artist who is a yoga student turned sister friend, turned spiritual sisterhood, mamahood, all the things. And I really wanted her to come on today to share her story and to share her process and the beauty in which she is creating and the beauty that she's creating with something beyond herself within this space of genuine flow. And I welcome you, and I thank you for taking the time to share your messages, to share your beauty, your arts, in the way that you do. So, without further ado, Miss Tanya Abreu. Oh, that rhymed. I like that. <laughs>
1: thank you so much. I'm like so excited to be here because I feel like I always have something to say. Perfect. <laughs> um, on this and this platform. Just, <laughs> and I just appreciate, you know, you wanted me to come on here because it makes me feel special.
0: Of course you are special. (laughs) special. (laughs) We met like what, how many years ago was that? Like I was trying to calculate it.
1: It was when you were doing the yoga in the Macy's second like floor.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. So that was probably almost three or four years ago then.
1: Yeah. But it feels like a lifetime. feels like I've known you. I always tell you that. I always say that. I feel like I've known you forever. Like you're my sister. It. Yeah. Like it's like we're connected in some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, the yoga was the first thing. And I remember going to your class and I went with my sister and we really enjoyed your class. It felt like it felt different than any other yogas that I've done before. And this is I feel like you were still like at the very beginning almost, it felt like you were still so new to it. But just to see how you evolved now, it's like the best yoga ever. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs>
0: I feel like the way that I teach definitely evolves with where I am spiritually, which is really cool. Um, And it's, it's very awesome, because it's very much like art, right? It's, it's, it's open to expression, it's open to being, you know, different to changing to evolving. And yeah, I mean, I think I was definitely in a different space. Um, I was finalizing my divorce and then stepping into a new relationship. So yeah, I was definitely in a different energetic space, that's for sure. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about what you have going on, how this all started, how you stepped into your power and how you kind of overcame any obstacles or fears or doubts to creating what you
1: currently create today. Okay, so I'll give you a little bit of a backstory. So growing up, I've always been very artsy, always been very much a daydreamer. I love to draw. I love to do pottery, everything hands on living in my own, like literally reality. I always went at the own beat of my drum. I was very like methodical, very slow paced. And um, as I started getting a little older, you know, you start to kind of disconnect from that. And I felt like that part of me, it always brought me back to my home, my center, anytime Mm -hmm. I was drawing, I used to, for those of you who don't know, I used to play the flute. (laughs) I used to play the flute in middle school. And I felt like when I play the flute, I connect to, again, it's art. So part of me, that felt like I thrived. And I felt like I blossomed so much in middle school when I did that. And so I've always felt spiritual. I've always felt as a young, as a young girl that I was always meant for bigger things. I remember being like eight or nine years old, uh, feeling like, I remember sitting in my room one time thinking like, there's gotta be more than this. Like, I remember thinking that, but I'm like, I wonder if other people see things in that perspective or if it's normal. And I remember having a couple experiences, uh, I think it was about eight or nine. And I was asleep, I think. I don't know if this was, I think this was a dream. And a lady came to me in my dream at the foot of my bed. And I saw her and I'm like, I don't know who you are. Some older lady wearing like a, like a black little outfit, braided hair. And I kind of freaked out in my dream. I, and I woke up, not that I woke up. I ran to my parents' room in my dream and they have like a little hallway walking into their room. And I turn around and she's at the doorway of my parents' room and she's looking at me and she's doing this. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to go with you because I didn't. I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen if I go with you. And she didn't, she didn't, it didn't feel threatening, but I was just like, you know, what's going on. So then, you know, I go wait for my dream, whatever, blah, blah. A few days later, I talked to my dad and I told him I had a dream with an older lady. And he's like, well, can you describe her to me? And I said, yeah. And I described him to her. And he showed me a picture of his, um, he calls her, her mama, his mama, Uwa. Well, so she-, <laughs> she basically raised him, um. And I'm like, yeah, that looked like that looks like that was her and I think that that was her. He's like, did she say anything to you? I'm like, no, she didn't say anything to me. But now that I go back, I feel like she just wanted me to, to let him know that she was there, like watching over me or watching over. I don't know. it was really weird. Um, and I've had moments where I feel like there's people standing behind me. I've had that my entire life. Now I, I feel like those are my guides. I'm like so whenever I feel I'm like, I got you, I know, I know I know you're there, you got my back. Um, I've never felt fearful. Um, so I, I, feel like I've always had the ability to tap into something that's higher than me. I just never knew how, um, especially, you know, when you're younger, your parents, their relationship affects you growing up. And I feel like I disconnected from that a lot. So in 2020, cause I feel like 2020 is where everybody really started tapping into like their true self, um, with having the girls, you know, having the three girls at home, I had to find a way to disconnect from the chaos. And at that moment, my mom was still living here. And my mom had been living, she started living here in 2017. So having her here, having my kids here, my husband, then like my whole world got flipped upside down because I had so much time to me. And I'm just like, okay, I need to get out into nature. So literally pushed me out into my yard where I was always just outside grounding, meditating, meditating um just like being by myself but I feel like I was called to do that and even like now I always feel like nature calls me sometimes and I'm like I need to go out I don't know what it's for I just need to go outside I need to walk in my yard I need to like touch the trees look at the butterflies you know be with nature because I love her and she loves me and and then I remember I'm like you know I have to meditate. Let me let me let me just do this real meditation thing and kind of like center myself. So I started doing, I use a calm app and I just pick something, but I try to go within. And I remember the first time I sat and I really just let go. I got an image, and it was an image of an eye like soaring through the sky with a bunch of colors behind me, like a bunch of colors. And I'm just like, whoa what is that so then I took my, my thing and I sketched it out and I'm like okay and then I thought to myself what could this mean and for me it felt like my third eye was starting to like awaken and like showing me that I was stepping into something bigger than where I was at that moment of course I didn't see it then because I'm just like this is an eyeball that I'm seeing right you know, um, so I started doing that. So I realized, you know, maybe I could just meditate when I get visions. You know, I, I'm very like uh, visual. I know. I, I see <laughs> you know, every time you read me, you're like, I see all these images. And and so like for me, it it started feeling like that was my time. So I was able to then go and just do Tanya. So Tanya's gonna go meditate, she's gonna go outside. Sometimes I would I would see like images and sometimes I wouldn't. And I would try to discern like what they really meant. Um, And then as I started to progress, I'm like, Oh, you know, let me, let me try to transfer this to something else. I I started sketching. Um, A friend of mine was doing resin work and I'm like, let me try this resin work thing. I've always wanted to try it. Started. I started using like natural elements, like wood and flowers. And then I'm like, let me try to do the first piece that I, ever envision in a resin piece. So I did, I have a hanging in, in, my, in my room over there. So I made it, I made it into a resin piece. So I look at it and it's like a reminder, like that was my first meditative art piece. And so that's pretty much where I get my inspiration from. A lot of the time I'll sit and something will come to me and I'm just like, yeah, that, that, that looks like, that would be something nice. That would feel, that, that sounds good. Or when I'm having moments where I'm feeling sad or stressed out and I meditate, certain images pop up. And I sketch them out. So I have a lot of sketches in my sketchbook that are started. I have sketches in my phone that I have, you know, done with a little pen thing. And so I have so much stuff I have yet to like do. And I don't know how you are. but They're always there. And I'm like, okay, you got to get it done. Got to get it done. But then I'm learning to step back and kind of like enjoy every step because that's for me, that's the whole point of doing the art is to enjoy the process. Otherwise you you don't
0: do like that art even though it may not necessarily come into fruition now, it may or may not in the future, but it might've opened something else. So it might've been like a stepping stone to what actually comes into fruition, you know? Yeah. Because it is, like, it is like a meditative state, you know? So like when you meditate, certain things will come through, but sometimes they don't quite make sense or they don't quite click until a couple of weeks later, months later, a year later, mm-hmm. you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a hundred percent true. So what I started doing then was taking that art and translating it into physical pieces. And um, again, I was trying to, and, that's, and that in itself, it's just amazing how much learning and how much growth happened just in 2020 because I really started going within. And I felt like this is what, and I remember saying to my husband, this is what 2020 was for. We're all doing a rebirth. We're all remembering who we are And I think that is the only reason why I didn't go freaking nuts because I was able to really connect to that feeling of this is my, this is where my growth is going to start from. And I'm going to just like, let it happen. Um, and it was, and it was difficult as the year went on because I started feeling like the inspiration was starting to die a little bit. I was getting really overwhelmed with my mom, really overwhelmed with my girls, and I basically shelved resin for a while um, because I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling creative. Even if I tried to do something, it felt very like unnatural and forced. I'm like, okay, I'm either trying to do too much or I'm trying to connect to a part of me that doesn't want to connect right now. Mm. So I just didn't, I just like put it on the shelf. And um, last year uh, my mom finally moved out at, towards the end of the year and it's just crazy how all this stuff happens. This is why I I feel like everything was happening for a reason. I started feeling like I was, I wasn't feeling like myself towards almost, I think it's going to be like a year ago, actually this month, next month, I wasn't feeling like myself. I was feeling really fatigued. Um, I started to, um, I was gaining like weight around my belly. Um, I just, I just wasn't feeling like Tanya. I was feeling disconnected. I was feeling overwhelmed, stressed, had some anxiety, And I just, I didn't know like what, I couldn't put my finger on what was going on because I felt like I was working out. I felt like I was eating. I felt like I was meditating doing all things. But there was a part of me that was like, you're not listening to what I'm trying to tell you. Your body's physically telling you there's something wrong. And as it got closer for my mom to leave, the stress, the anxiety, it got so much worse. I felt even more fatigued. I gained even more weight, and I'm just like, what is actually, what is happening? What is happening? And I remember when my mom left, um, my body wanted to do like this, and I couldn't. I could literally not do like that sigh of relief when she left. And I got off of social media. I think I was off for from September through January of 2022. Like I completed like a digital detox. I said, "This isn't helping me. I need to figure out what's going on with Tanya. Like, there's something emotionally wrong with me." And um, and I know this hits very close to you because you had like a relationship with your mom. And while I love my mother, and I I appreciate every and I understand like in hindsight, like I I understand more now because I've done so much growth. In that moment, I just felt like so uh, like lost. I felt. What's the word that I'm looking for? Like, I don't want to say like have resentment towards her, but I was building resentment. Mm. And um, in that process, I realized that the reason why I was getting physically ill and feeling the way I was feeling was because I was harboring all these emotions of my mom. And I had to, in my mind, and I remember seeing something one time on, on the internet, this lady that I followed, she says, you have to grieve who you think the person used to be. Yeah. So I never let myself go there. I never let my, myself go and grieve who I thought my mom was going to be or who she really was and accept that that's who she is now, not her then. Which is funny because then we're young. We really don't know what's going on.
0: And we love them um, regardless. It's like so yes. unconditional. You know, You don't see you don't see no. like the patterns. It's only no. until you get older and you look back yeah. and you're like, whoa yeah
1: yeah a hundred percent I feel like and that's and I had so much guilt I had a lot of guilt when she first left and it was very hard for me to kind of separate the guilt and the release of like whole I, it felt like my body was like this the whole time like I couldn't and then when she left so messed up I actually <laughs> so messed up to say it out loud but I was so happy when she left and it no, no, she was call me all the time. She's like, hi, do you miss me? And I verbally could not tell her, yes, mom, I miss you. I couldn't tell her for a good month and a half. It, it just didn't feel natural. I'm like, why am I going to lie to you? Why can I say that I miss you when I feel like everything that I'm dealing with right now is because I've just been trying to protect you and basically mother you the entire time I thought you were going to be mothering me. So it and was a validation like- that she was almost seeking. Yes. Oh my God. You have an idea because that's my mom. She has her traumas and right, of course. So like I understand all that stuff now. Um, I feel like her living with me. I I did help her a lot, but I feel like she took so much out of me. Like everything I was giving that she, she was that she had absorbed. She took out of me. And by the time that she left here, almost five years later, I'm like, I just, I'm done. I'm like, I'm on empty. I'm like a deflated balloon. I just, I can't. And <laughs> so. This mural that I have back here, you guys wonder.
0: can see it, but it's absolutely yeah. beautiful. I don't
1: want to get emotional because
0: is- I'm going to take a picture of it right now, actually, and I'll post it. And when we're doing our recording, so that way, whenever <laughs> anyone's watching, they can see it. But it's beautiful. I kind of want you to come over to my house and do it. <laughs> oh, I'm down.
1: It <laughs> looks so nice on this. Oh my god, table. yeah. Told you. Just kind of let it do its thing. It, it evolved as I started painting, but. I literally took this room this is the room that I'm in right now is where my mom used to sleep this was her bedroom okay so when she left oh it just makes me feel like crying um take a breath
0: take a breath girl take a couple this is this is what this is for
1: yeah and um I could not wait to like completely changed the identity and the feeling and the energy of this room it was so heavy 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 the feeling was heavy and my mom was oblivious she had no idea that I was feeling like this like she said she had the best time living here I'm like of course because like, I freaking like
0: put bubble wrap
1: around you you had no idea what was going on I mean,
0: she's probably also like whether you're conscious of it or not pulling on your energy
1: oh my god so you have no idea like, like so well, much
0: visually what I'm seeing is like a straw like poked into you and like
1: and that's what I felt like that's what I visually see and I came into this room I literally took I got through so much stuff away I took the I had built this bed with my dad years ago and that's like the the frame I took that frame apart I took the mattress I literally took the mattress apart piece by piece like took it apart I the rug up on myself. I painted all the walls in this room. I did everything. We had some guy come and put tile down and I had designed the room. I have a, br- a design program. I designed the layout of the room a month before she left. Like it was done. <laughs> and I showed her and I said, look, mom, when you leave, because you can't change your mind, lady, this is what I'm doing to my room to like, put it in concrete in her brain. Like, that's it. You can't, you can't okay, stay here. That. That's it. And the mural in the back um, I did a lot of research on like galaxies and stars and things like that because I feel I feel like you know, we're star seeds, we're connected to the yes. and this for me just represents like anything and everything that we can be. Um and I just I, I started with an idea and then I had my girls do some painting and I went in but I layered it and layered it. I put texture, I put colors, I mixed things in. And at the very end, I put our Zodiac signs, the five of us live in the house. And I kind of try to lay it out on the wall where they lie in the sky but they're difficult because, you know, yes. the sky huge. This mm-hmm. is just a wall. And when I was done, I felt like this is the beginning of new time, new me. That was my rebirth. Doing this room was my rebirth. And even my dad said, he goes, you look different. You look lighter. You look happy. And I said, dad, you have no idea. The release I felt putting all of my energy into this, this is, and this is why I wanted to start, you know, doing my work again, because I was just like, I'm feeling like myself again. Like I was finding Tanya and coming into this room, it's serene. It's calm. I have my little, my little bowl. I have my incense. I have my crystals in the corner. Like I have, this is like me, this represents me. And it feels like I've never really had a room that represents me my entire life. Cause you know, I have two sisters, three of us. Right. Always shared a room. We're always we're moving from house to house. Like it felt like not stable, sharing everything. And now I can come in here and create. And it just feels like everything that I'm putting into my stuff feels so filled with love and just a high vibe energy. And I'm just like, this is what I want. I want to share with people that you can take a situation like that I was in and. I physically was ill. Like I had an overgrowth in my body and back I had a bacterial overgrowth in my body. Um, I was, I had, my immune system was shutting down. Um, I had Epstein-Barr. This is why I was so tired last year. Epstein-Barr had, I had like turned it on in my system. I um, I had, I gained like all this weight. I had, there was a little bit of inflammation around my heart and just feeling like crap just, you know, just feeling like crap all the time. Anxiety. I couldn't connect my thoughts, foggy brain, just all that stuff. And that, and I had kind of, and I, at that point when I found all that stuff out, it was at the beginning of this year. Um, Let me tell you the crying that I did, the anger that I had towards my mom, it was horrible because I'm just like mm. blaming her. You did this to me. It was your fault. But at the same time, I didn't take accountability for myself.
0: Right. I was just about to say, I yeah. was like, I've, I've been there and I felt those emotions and those emotions of grief need to come out. But like, once you purge those layers of emotions, I think yeah. you end up on the other side and you look back and you're like, wait, hold on. Did I establish boundaries to begin with? Like, how did I let this happen, you know? And it's like, it, it, it switches from this anger projected out once you purge that, then it ends up being almost like a, like a mirror, like reflecting back at you. Like,
1: what could you have done? Like, where did you fail yourself? Where did you hurt your own heart? You know? A hundred percent. And so I started seeing a trauma therapist last year, I think it was in December. So right before I, I found out like what was going on, I saw, I found this the trauma therapist through the actual doctor that I'm going to right now. And um, she's amazing. She's as soon as it was so weird, you know, when you connect with somebody just by energy. Yes. Like, I walked into her office, I opened the door, she turns around, she goes, Tanya? And I said, yes. And I said, holy crap. I am supposed to see that I am supposed to be with her. We are, I'm supposed to work with her. Like I knew instantly. Wow. Yeah. The vibe was just like instant. I'm like, oh, she's going to help me. And um, she has helped me through so much stuff through my childhood. Um, And just realizing like how much of that stuff was just affecting me in my now and that sense of not having a voice because you don't want to ruffle feathers. You know, I don't want to make my mom feel a certain way. She had no idea that I was feeling the way I was feeling. I had a long conversation with her one time, which is I feel like God divinely timed. It was so weird. She came over to my house one day and she sat in my room, she she, went to, she wanted to cook for my girls. This is when she moved out. My room was done and she never really sat down and talked with me while she was living here because she was always out, late, drinking, whatever she was doing. So I never had that connection. And she came in, I was working on something. She sat down in a little chair, and she says, mommy, so how are you doing? I'm like, holy crap, she's never asked me this question. Like, she never asks me this question. Oh. She never asks these questions. And mind you, my kids are home. And usually they're like, mommy, they didn't even come once into the room. And I told her, honestly, mom, I took a deep, a deep sigh and said, this is how I'm feeling. And I basically told her everything, how I felt the entire time she was living here, how she made me feel, how I felt like I was mothering her, how I felt like she was oblivious pretty much to what was going on, how I felt like she was taking me back to when I was a little girl and she was trying to like cover up things so, because she thought, she could hide them from me. And I'm like, I'm a grown woman. <laughs> Everything you were doing, I, I saw all of it. I didn't bring it up to you because I felt like it wasn't going to go anywhere. And I cried. She cried. Um, I set boundaries with her that day. And um, up until this point, she's respected those boundaries. And I feel like my relationship with her, like, to the, I'm going to be honest with you to the point where I, I couldn't give her a genuine hug that I felt like it was coming from my heart. I felt mm-hmm. like it was, a hug it was that bad like that's how much of, of a disconnect i had with my mom and she had no clue she had no idea and now i feel like i can give her a full heart-to-heart hug and like i understand her now um so i'm gonna cry i don't know why i'm crying right now but she, <laughs> it's so annoying but that's why i am I, i'm a crier i'm that i cry for everything happy sad all the <laughs> But the art, but the art itself, like it, like opened up that door for me. It opened up the ability to just release my emotions, and I feel like art itself, it's so vital. And people overlook it. They overlook it like it's just, oh, you're just doing a drawing, not a big deal. Oh, you're just playing an instrument. Oh, the music's not, but no, but it, it literally moves you. It moves you. If it's in your cells, if you can put it out into the world so somebody can physically see it. So if you can look, if you look at this, you can see how happy I was with how vibrant the colors are and just how intertwined everything is. Because I was just feeling like elated, like, yes, this is her. He's coming out of her shell. That's what the wall represents for me is so when I walk in every time, I'm like, that's it. That's what Tanya is right there. And so in order, so for me to, to translate that now into like, just like a little piece of jewelry or like a wall art piece or like whatever. To me, it feels like I'm translating that energy to someone else, showing them almost that you can take all the shit that you've been through in your life. You can dwell on it forever. You can hide under a rock and wither away or you can take that and just grow from it. And I feel like I've always been a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grow for it, from it kind of thing. Um, I guess I have optimism up the wahoo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you have like
1: yeah. that. You
0: have drive. And that's, I mean, it takes, it takes that. And I think we all have it, but I also think that in order to feel it, we have to try and do it right. Because sometimes you don't know what you're made of until you try and you could sit there all day long and you could say like, Oh, you know, like I don't really have a drive to do that, but like, have you tried? And it's like, when you try it and you by, by changing your energy into an action potential, that's what awakens the drive. The drive doesn't come by sitting in one spot, thinking the same thoughts, doing the same thing. The drive comes from saying, let me try this. Let me see where this
1: goes. I could leave it if I want to, or I could pick it up and run with it. And I feel like that's kind of been like my entire life. When I look at it in retrospect, like I, I look at it and I'm just like, you become, you become a fighter. Um, and but that's the thing. I never really gave myself the credit to say and to claim that I'm I'm a strong individual. And when I look back at everything that I feel like I've feel like a success in my life or things that I've overcome, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm fucking strong. Like if I if I look back and put it all, you can lay down all the negative things in your life and freaking wallow in that. But I'm like, well, why? Why are you gonna do that? Life is so beautiful. It there's just so many things out there to look forward to. I have my girls, and for me, my girls have been such a drive. And I told my husband this, like, I even told my kids this. When I was little, I didn't believe in true love. I didn't believe in happily ever afters. I love Disney movies because they were fantasy <laughs> and they were fake. That was great. I never said I wanted to have a, ki- a kids and a family. Um, but I feel like even in that, and my kids are super, they're so artistic, my three girls. And I, and I, and I allow, and I tell them, you know, do it. If you want to do this do it. If it makes you feel good, do it. Because I know that it's going to help them grow, release the, release the anger, project the joy, you know, all that stuff. So for me, being able to go through everything that I've been through, my girls have seen it. They've seen me in my worst days. They see me in my best days. They see me cry my eyes out. They see me super happy um, because to me, that's reality. But I've also showed them that when you have a passion, that little bit of joy, when you tap into that little joy, that that joy that I had when I was a little girl, this, this is the joy for me. This brings me back to like my home. So for me, my art, my art is like my home. And so for me, when people are like, Oh, art is just art. They're so dismissive about it. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe they they need to connect to that part of their joy again. And it doesn't necessarily have to be art. Like for you, it's your yoga, but that in itself is an art mm-hmm. to do what you do. And I just feel like so much of it is downplayed that I, to me, I, I like reinforce it. I do the opposite. I do the opposite of that. I even saw, so I even bought my husband a sketchbook. He used to sketch when he was younger. Um, I and did too. Good. And
0: I bought him a sketchbook when we first started dating and he never
1: used it. I'm like, babe, yeah. you there's serve. like one page <laughs> there's like one page done yeah. I him like a whole set. I'm just like tap into that. I know that brings you joy. Yeah. You know? So
0: that's, it's that's so cool. true. That's amazing. Yeah. I think, uh, just, I don't know if I've shared this before, but I, I'm sure I did somewhere. I started meditating originally with coloring. So coloring as a child (laughs) and art as a child was like my favorite thing to do. And it was like through that, that I found, and I think it has to do with, you know, society has kind of like forced us to be the doers. And like, when you're, mind, your body and your spirit are there coloring, Mm -hmm. you're, you're present. And it's like almost like that reoccurring presence of coloring and creating that bring you into this like deep meditative space. Mm -hmm. And I still color. I bought like a whole bunch of Lisa Frank coloring books and my son and I, we were coloring and we Mm color and like, we have to do this like every, you know, two or three nights. And, you know, I try my best to find a balance between, you know, him and trying to give him these, these outlets to explore his creativity. And also at the same time, the ability to do them together, like you said, because I think when you have somebody with you, like when him and I colored together, it's nice, even though we're both quiet, we're still connecting. And it's really, it's really challenging to like really put into words, but um, I love, and as you were, you know, talking about, I wrote down, I was like, originally I wrote down turning the wound into the gift, but like you turned that grief into the gift. And I think a lot of us hold on to a lot of grief because we don't have that quote unquote outlet or we don't find or have, and it's raining outside right now. I don't know if you could hear the thunder at all, but (laughs) yeah, it's it's raining here and it's almost like this uh, foreshadowing of change and shift. And it's the ability to, to shift that. And The grieving process, I think almost like any other healing comes in layers and over the, over this past uh, full moon and lunar eclipse, I let go of a lot.
1: I heard that podcast. I was like, Oh my gosh
0: a lot girl a lot and there's still more to like unmask um I have an appointment with Andy on Monday but I'm like I really need to like dig into my grief because I think I harbor a lot more than what I think and I think like you can only cover that up for so long you know and then it starts to kind of seep into things, and you're just like, "Where is this coming from? Like, did I even give myself an opportunity to fully grieve this whole circumstance, or just did I just like have to go into the next? You know?" Um, so it's really interesting and fascinating. But I love how you've given yourself, and you you were leading with your heart in moving with the artistic fashion and the way that it unfolded for you, instead of it being so, um, not necessarily regiment regimented, but like fixated, like, okay, I'm just going to go to this therapist and that's how I'm going to heal. But like you took matters in your own hand and you're like, okay, like how, how can I start the healing process on my own too? Like, how do I navigate this? So beautiful. And I love your pieces. I still have the piece that you gave me. It's by my altar. Oh. The moon, oh, the yes. moon phases. Oh my god, yeah. it's so pretty. Yeah. Do you still do you still make those too?
1: Yeah, of course I still do. Okay, I just don't put I just don't put everything on my website because if gotcha. I did, I have like a million things. A on million them. things. Yeah,
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. And um, the bookmarks that I purchased that my friends absolutely loved. Oh my god, that was last Christmas or the
1: Christmas. I, loved, I think it was a Christmas before. I love those things. I was like, yeah, the oh, bookmarks. Are gotta, like, every time I'm like, I, I gotta send these, these out, out to her. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, these make me so happy to just
0: like look at. And, you know, hearing the backstory is like even
1: more enriching, right? Because I, I, want, I want, when I create something like that, that, that little piece of joy, I, that's why I tell my husband, if it brings them joy, then I've done my job. Yeah. Because I feel like, sometimes we just need that little bit, like pick me up, like, oh, but you know, this, this is cute. I like this. And you just sit there and you stare at it and you have a good time.
0: Yeah. I love this so much. So tell us a little bit about your products. What kind of products do you have? What are your favorites? What are you working on? I know that you did an Instagram live, like a sale thing. I know that was like your kind first of all. Wait, let's let's pump the brakes.
1: Okay, pump. So courage
0: that it (laughs) took to put your stuff out. Can you talk on that a little bit? Because I think that is probably really huge with us creatives and it's like you got to balance the masculinity of like just put it out there and the creativity of like otherwise your art and your beauty and that little bit of joy that you're making just stays like locked up in the closet and courage essentially like the root of it is like core which is like the heart so it's like having the heart to step forward um, in this ability to share I'm sure that there's layers of that as well
1: so many. <laughs> What's funny though is like you know that's something about me um, that I, I shock myself sometimes. I do things sometimes, and I'm like, I just I just did that shit. Like that was I just did that. Like little things that I remember in my past. I'm like, I, thought I was shyer than that. No, I just didn't give myself enough credit. So for the live, it was my first live. I was sweating buckets um, because it's always so hard to share things that you've done. Now, now, that's not to say that I'm not proud. Like, in my pieces, they're all, I, they're all my babies. I love them. And it's hard for me to like, send them off to their new home. But I know that someone's going to feel the same way that they that I feel about them, which is why they're purchasing them. But um, I've been I was working on I had thought about doing a live. And then a friend of mine reached out, she says, you know, maybe you should do a live sometime with your stuff, your stuff would sell. And I'm like, I'll think about it. She goes, you don't even have to do that many pieces. You just do like 10 or 15 pieces. You know, Tanya is an overachiever. I can't just do 10 Because <laughs> <or 15. laughs> it's not enough. I always got to do more. I got to give options. I got to give options. I <laughs> have to. So I made, a, I made a few necklaces. I made a bunch of earrings. I made some jewelry holders. And I was like, people are going to see this. But at the same time, like my therapist told me, regardless of what somebody thinks, how do you feel about them? I'm like, I fucking love them. I would buy my own product, right? If I saw it somewhere, I would buy them hands down. She said, that's all that matters. So yep. when, you, when I went into with that mentality, I'm like, you know, I'm going to share this. I'm, I wasn't expecting to make any sales because it's my first one. I don't have that many followers on my page because I, again, I had taken such a huge break off of posting and doing any art. So I'm getting back into my rhythm. The ball's rolling again. So I'm posting more. So I'm getting more traction. And I mean, I had a few, I had a few people show up I had a, had a few people show up and I realized that they're here to see my, my products. Like, like they're, they're like excited. Like I'm excited to see these products. It was only like six people, <laughs> but I was like happy. Six people came Yeah, to that's me. amazing. And, and what I was telling you before, so. I was talking to my, I always talk to my kids. They're like, mommy, is this going to be a long speech? I'm like, listen, <laughs> listen this, is, this is a good talk right now. Okay. This is a motivational one. It'll stick into your brain. So we were heading to drop off my girls to school and my oldest daughter dropping her off at Bach and I had to plug Bach. She's a theater student there. <laughs> I know. Such a mom. Right. <laughs> and I was telling her, you know, you can look at life in a way where, because we heard something on the radio. I said, you can look at life in this way. You can look at life at this way. I said, but I heard this lady on TikTok. She said, she said, she spoke to, she heard this for somebody. She says, but do this in the moments when you have such amazing gratitude that you feel like you want to cry. Like that, that over, that over like powering sense of gratitude. You say to universe, how can it get any better than this? Show me how good it can get. And you say it and you believe it and you feel it. Say it like three times. And then, just see how things happen for you. Just see how they unfold, because then your your mind starts to, your brain starts to see things differently. And I was telling her, telling him, telling her that we dropped her hair off. I'm heading to the gym with my husband, and I was reading comments. People were posting my stuff. And I had such an overwhelming sense of gratitude. I started crying in the car. My husband's like, what are you, I look over, you're fine, now you're crying. I'm like, I'm so grateful. <laughs> I'm so grateful because I, you know, I did my live full. They really love my stuff and I know that they don't have to validate that, but it just feels nice that they, they, they love it just so much, as much as I love it. And in my head, I said, how can I get any better than this? Show me how good you can get. And we went into the gym, we worked out, no lying. <laughs> when I walked out, I, I looked at my phone, I got three sales.
0: Oh my gosh. I love
1: this. I just can't. I just, I was like, stop. And then the, one of the first, and she was like, well, the ladies that I work with at, at my job, I'm going to show her your, show them your stuff. And then you might get more orders. I'm like, oh my God, what the hell's going on? I'm like, universe, you got my back. And so yeah, like, those, at those all little time. moments. Yeah. Those little moments. And those are the little tiny things for me. And I, and I love little tiny details. Like I'm, that's how I am. So I feel like that's why I'm. I gravitate to those little moments of gratitude, um, and I hold on to those because they're just reminders that even though you could, you probably probably would have had the shittiest week. That one little moment for me just wipes out everything because it feels like I have been putting so much work into, for example, this live, all the products, the time. I, you know, I've been been detoxing my body because I haven't been feeling well. And just, you know, going through all that, my ups, the ebbs and the flows of life and through all of it, I put out something that I'm so proud of and people, they enjoyed it too. So I'm like, that is success for me. Even if I had one sale or one person, that to me is successful. And that's how I, that's how I look at life. That's how I teach girls to look at life too.
0: Gosh, your joy is like overflowing. I love it so much. (laughs) It's like bringing tears to my eyes. No, but it's true because, you know, when we look at our place essentially in this world and the ability to touch others in whatever fashion or modality that we do, it only takes just one, Mm -hmm. you know, it only takes just one and it just, it helps us recognize and I, I hate to say this but it's true when when you have just that one there's a bit of validation there that you knew was always there but it manifested itself
1: in the external 100 and that
0: is the fuel where it's like okay like I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I am where I need to be. Like, there's no confusion anymore. Like, I've gone through bouts of confusion. Like, am I really meant to do this? And myself included, like before I started teaching at the Hilton, I was like, do I really want to keep doing, do I still want to keep teaching? Like, I love teaching, but like, these aren't the opportunities that I really want to dive into. Literally got a DM from the Hilton and I was like, okay, universe, like, this is you saying like, let's go. Like, no, you're not, it's not time. And when you look at how each moment of your life builds on the next and you look you look in the grand scheme of things, you're like, thank, thank God I did what I did when I did it. And I'm so grateful because now I'm not just only helping others, but I'm also helping myself within the ability to help others. And I think a little bit of that translates as well, because like you said, what you're creating, you're creating in joy, but you're creating in joy to offer joy to somebody else. And when that joy hits, the joy in which you originally stemmed that creation from awakens back up. And it's like, you see, you see, you see, <laughs> like, it's it 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 happening, it's happening, it's happening, right? Oh, exactly and it like, right? And it like allows you to kind of relive, but also, fall deeper into the support and love of God the universe and be cradled by it and be be able to be supported by what you truly have joy in doing and that is my biggest inspiration and message for everyone as you know it's like Seek what makes you joy. Don't worry about the money. Go for the joy. And within that joy, the money will come, the support will come, and it will take some time, obviously, because there's, there's, when you go for a new goal that's outside of your norm, it's going to, it's going to require a different version of you, right? It's going to require you to get uncomfortable. And it's within that, that you grow, you learn, and you expand. And I think that's what we're all here for, essentially.
1: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I agree with everything you just said. And it's, I mean, and it's just, but also what I've learned too, what I, what I love, and this is where, this is where you guys start listening to that little part of you that says you don't got to do it all. Yeah. Because as a creative, you want to do it all because the ideas, they flow. They're always there. There's like, you get inspired by something like, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. So I'm gonna give you an example. (laughs) So these jewelry holders that I made, right? Love them, beautiful. I would hang them all over my house. But I honestly don't think I'm gonna make them anymore. (laughs) They don't bring you joy.
0: They don't bring you joy.
1: Yeah, you know, I and I looked at my husband, I said, you know, I said not and I I said, I don't want to sound conceited. God gifted me with a talent and I'm good at everything I do. <laughs> everything I put my mind to, my hands touch, I'm good because I'm blessed. And I and I hold on to that. But just because I can doesn't mean I have to. Right. And he's like, you're absolutely right. You don't have to. And I said, and I had and I noticed when I noticed that, I noticed I was like hesitating to finish them. And I'm like, okay, that part of me is saying, finish them, but you don't gotta do this. Stick to what really what you really love, which is the jewelry and my bigger pieces that I want to start doing soon. Um so those are the, those are those parts we have to still listen to. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Because we can do everything under the sun and be amazing at it. But then what happens? You burn yourself out and I don't want to burn myself. I told him, I don't want to burn myself out doing this. This bring, This brings me way too much happiness to like kill it because I'm killing myself literally trying to do everything.
0: Take that. It just takes that one little piece, right? Yeah. Of like toxic like the not necessarily toxic energy but like it just takes that creeping in and then it confessed her
1: oh yeah so I'm like you know what let's cut it let's cut that little right but from the beginning love it love you they're my baby still they can go off to a home if they want um and my husband's like what if you want I'm like I could just make another one it's not a big deal (laughs) it's like so whatever but yeah so for me now what I'm doing um the jewelry is, is part of it. Um, I am also starting, I'm going to start working on really, like, a lot bigger pieces for, like, wall art. I want to do stuff with, like, um, crystals and, like, glass and geodes and, like, uh, marbled look. Uh, thing. You I know of, I
0: visually like, got? Like, sacred geometry.
1: Oh, oh that'd be cool. Oh, that's like,
0: actually- that's what I just, like, visually saw was, like, sacred geometry within like a like a resin piece like a big That'd that would be
1: pretty oh that would be nice oh see the ideas they flow you want to do everything I'm like that I could do that <laughs> that would be so cool so I want to work I want to work on that I am starting to look into more um like I was telling you before deep more deeper into my culture my parents are Colombian. I've never been there. I know I'm not a true Colombian. Everybody calm down. Everybody's like, we a true Colombian. I'm like, well, I've never <laughs> been. I, it's in my blood, but I've never been. But I just love the art and the culture that they have. And I just, I want to deep, dig deeper, dive deeper, okay. I don't know where, that, that one into that and kind of like uh, put it into my art. Maybe, I don't know. I have ideas with that um I also am thinking of looking into some art therapy courses I feel I think
0: you would be so great at honestly yeah. I really think like again whenever you have that pull or that draw it's like oh where is this gonna like for instance like when you started your part like where is this gonna go and like here you are right and you don't know where it could potentially go but it's like allowing those little tugs to like yeah. lead
1: you to your purpose you know and it's funny because I have a big Goal end goal. I don't know if I really want to say it. I'm gonna keep it to myself. But um it's it part of it has to do with the art therapy and the art itself. And so for me, subconsciously, I guess I'm working towards it because it came to mind one day and I'm like, you know, people come to me for stuff all the time. I'm like their therapist. Why not? Why not introduce something else? So I want to look into that as well um and I see it a lot with my kids it's funny because they're like my little test dummies (laughs) aren't they always (laughs) (laughs) they They teach but you know what they're the biggest teachers they are the biggest teachers my boys are the
0: biggest teachers
1: so I um so I'm looking into that um but I mean I do what I do some I do coasters I do trinket dishes um so those are like the little things but I want to get I want to strive more into bigger pieces I want to do more uh, wall art stuff. I've been wanting to do them so badly, but I, I feel like the timing wasn't right. I feel like the timing is right now because I wanted to get out this jewelry line, (laughs) jewelry line. (laughs) It's not (laughs) so official. (laughs) It's not so official. Oh my God. Um, and, uh, and just move on to, to something else now. Cause I can't, for me, I don't know how you are creatively. I can do something, love it, but I have to let it sit so I can create something else, and maybe I'll come back to it again. That's yep. it's like that's how my brain works. So absolutely,
0: I love it. What would you say, or what messages would you share for anyone out there who might be kind of teeter tottering and doing something creative, whether it be in art or singing or podcasting or yogaing or whatever artistic translation that's like knocking on their heart's door what what messages or words of wisdom would you share with them
1: first listen to that part of you do not keep putting it under the rug there's a reason why it keeps coming up and pay attention is what I used to do. pay attention as to when it's coming up because I feel like that is important like if it's com- yeah. If it's coming up in a moment of like, for example, high stress, or when you're walking into your job that you're, you may be making six figures. I always say it wrong. I always say six digits, but I know it's six figures <laughs> and it could be fulfilling you in your pocket. But if a part of you feels like maybe I should be doing this instead, if it just comes to you out of nowhere, you got to listen to that. Now it doesn't say you're going to drop one thing and go to the other, but start incorporating it a little bit day by day. And for, and you have to first learn that it's for you. That's what I had to learn. It's for you first before any, anything else, because you cannot do it expecting other people to love it more than you love it, because then it's going to die. It's going to die in the process. And for me, that's, that's something that I, I've learned over time as I've gone older. You got to be proud of yourself and everything that you do and understand that our successes and the little things that we're creating are successful to us they may not be successful to mm. even to your partner because they're not they're not your, they're not their personal dream so for me just i feel like you just got to try it and see where you go don't get frustrated with it let it happen organically and let yourself like really tap into that childlike part of you because to me that is the biggest key we forget to live Like we used to live when we were kids, we were free, well, depending on the situation growing up, but for the most part, we were free to just be, we were we, a lot of us, our throat chakras were so open. We, we spoke our truth. We, we laughed We joked, we did our things. And along the way, those, they kept getting stepped on and became smaller and smaller and smaller. And I just feel like we need to learn to take up space and those, and those things that we truly, truly love. Because what you're going to see is that even if, for example, you don't leave that six-figure job, you'll still ha- you'll you'll start seeing more joy in your life because you're doing something for you, something for yourself, mm. and you're not forgetting about that part of you that's yearning and saying, you know, sometimes we have anxiety because there's a part of us that's like, you're not listening, you're not listening, you're not you're not listening. Or instead, maybe you can do go write a poem, or learn how to roller skate, or do some yoga, like let it go just do something where you're not doing like hard thinking just feeling I feel like that's the thing you have to feel it and you feel it here in your heart then you know that that's the thing you need to be doing right now in that moment so that for me that's that's like the biggest thing do it for you first love it and then just you just gotta feel it you just gotta learn to feel when it's that when the moment is right
0: what came through was have it be of service for self and then allow that service for self translate because you're serving yourself, you're fuller, right? And that in turn turns into being of service to others. Um, and what flashed in my mind as you were speaking was I went to yoga teacher training specifically to deepen my own practice, not to teach, right? And that kind of you know is where it is today. And like all the other things that I've incorporated, like the tarot, it started for me, right? And it started as like a self-development tool that has grown and evolved and shifted and changed. And when you find your joy in what you're doing, and when you find fulfillment in what you're doing, like you said, without the external validation, what ends up happening is that that ends up translating over time because you're, you're finally filling your own cup, your spiritual cup, right? Like you're filling your authenticity your individuality and the ability to have that somewhat translate into your life, even though you may not recognize it, but like, because you're doing this art, because mm-hmm. you're doing this for yourself and you're filling your cup, when you go out into the world and you interact with other people, it shows, even though you yeah. may not be able to like pinpoint specifically, but it's different. It, it, it's a, you hold a different frequency.
1: Funny that you say spiritual cup something came to me the other day in the shower of course because we have the best ideas in the shower and the car for me oh yeah oh yes the car too and you're like oh notepad I'm driving I can't write yeah <laughs> <laughs> um instead of like a you like your your cup I thought about like your passion cup yeah filling your passion cup and then I was able to break down like what what passion that fruit, that passion fruit cup that's right. Well, I love Passion Proof. I have, I have it on my phone, actually. What, can I share it with you? Yes. Um, let's see if I can find it. Gosh, then. Okay, so Passion Cup. For me, what, what, what represents my Passion Cup is joy, achievement, success, and fulfillment. And so for, the joy of it is the joy of things that make you feel childlike. You have deep laughter. And that feeling of today was a good day. That's the joy part of it for me. The achievement part is when you've accomplished the goals that you set for that specific target, whatever that looks like to you. The success part looks like complete set Uh, You're completing the set of targets and growing them into something much bigger than you originally thought out. That's what success looks like to you, depending on what it is that you're putting your thing into. And the last part is the fulfillment part, is to see how you've been able to take a joyful act, integrate it with a set of goals to reach a certain target and seeing it come into fruition, but in a much grander way than you could have seen in the beginning. Then your soul feels heard, seen, and satisfied.
0: I fucking love that so much.
1: I mean, I came to me in the shower. I was like, girl, that's what you're doing right now with your life. You're filling your passion cup. That's it.
0: Yes, and that's what we like essentially all desire to do yes. when we feel like we're not fulfilled, and when we feel like we're not living out our purpose. It's like we got to get down to like your passion cup. You know, it's so so true. I love this so mm-hmm. much. Oh my yeah. gosh, what a great chat and share time. I love- When can we expect possibly another, um, live we're all, we'll have all of the details and the links to connect with Tanya, her Instagram, um, and check out her products in the show notes. Um, but yeah, is there anything else that's like coming up for you outside of, um, possibly doing some integration with therapy and
1: all of that jazz? Well, I'm gonna aim for July. And the reason why I'm gonna aim for July is because I wanna work on these pieces that look like the country of Colombia, which I wanna learn. I wanna incorporate more of the cultural art in that. And I wanna do like a I wanna do a giveaway, but I also want to see if I could do a live with more inspired like art and or jewelry with that. So I'm that's what I'm leaning towards maybe in July ish. Love it. Um it's just hard for me to plan because I'm artistic. I don't I don't like to plan things.
0: That's my husband's
1: job. He does the planning. I just do all the art.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's the masculine part. It's the masculine part. Love it. All right. So July, we'll look out for another live. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for filling my spiritual cup with your story and hopefully inspiring other people to start filling theirs. Love you so, so much.
1: Thank you so much. Again, I'm just so grateful that you gave me the space to like open up and share that little piece of me. Yeah. More to come.
0: More to come. Love you so, so much. Thank you all for listening. Well, I was about to say, we'll hear you on the next episode, but you'll hear me on the next (laughs) episode with my guests. All right, (laughs) bye-bye.